Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Me legal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. Hits of the weekend scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about a urinal. My legal counsel. Good afternoon. Welcome back to Legal Counsel. It's actually good morning, sorry. Welcome back to Legal Counsel, coming at you live from a steamy Sydney Portier Sunday morning, Sunday the 20th of March. We're almost at round two at the juncture where we record now, two games to go. Some very interesting games we've got to uh, talk to. A lot of stuff about rugby league, as always, tooling us live from Melbourne, Victoria. One test Thunder Reno and two times controversially act Hong Kong rugby league board member. Jack, how's it going, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Uh, been a good weekend of rugby league. Um, life's good when league's on. And yeah, it's a great... I think I mentioned this to someone the other time. I think it's the best time of the year. Um, weather's nice. Yeah, the crossover. Uh, you got league on. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just really good. It started off this week. I was actually got to a point where after the, actually all by last week, so if you look at, listen to the scores, this is something that just jumped out at me. 15-14, 26-12, admittedly that's a bit of a, um, bit of a hiding, 2018, 18-16, and then 26-6. So he had one, a two-point game, a two-point game, a four-point game, a four-point game, a one-point game. So you're saying the blowout's gone? No, I'm not saying that. But maybe. Look. But I just, yeah. I, you, look, I was a, I thought that blow, the blowout, um, the fear of blowouts was a bit of a debacle. But I mean, what's changed? I guess it's the, well, we, it's a one, it's, We've only had two... Uh... Human, human, humans have changed. They've adapted. So what I was going to ask you, have we adapted to the rules from last year? We've had a full off-season to, to really train, knowing what we had the season before. So coaches have actually been able to adapt, and they've gone, okay. But they've also changed the rules. So you don't have six again in your own half or in your own 40 anymore. So Can you, can you break that and... new rule down for me really slowly? Like, what is the new rule, and how have you seen it so far this season? Um, change things. So, you know the six again rule, right? Uh, ruck that infringement, basically. ruck infringement, or not back ten, 10 six again. Yeah, correct. Now, if there's a ruck infringement or not, or we're not back ten within the attacker's forty meter line, it's a you blow the penalty up. So that's to stop you, you as a defensive team. That's to stop you just continually giving away penalties on purpose yeah. to get your line. Yeah, again. Get yeah, your, line, your line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you when you're inside the other team's the defender's sixty, then it's it can be six again for those. So yeah, not oh, I guess 
not too it, bad. I just don't like changing all the time. I agree. Um, we weren't a fan of those rules. I don't think you're generally pretty. Um, you give Peter Valandis a long rope with anything he does. But I do like the fact that they recognise, which is tough for a megalomaniac, to recognise the fact that, that they got that wrong. And I have to say, I'll put my hand up and say, it's been a huge difference. It's made a massive difference to the to the structure of the game. And it was just the Wild West last year. Like it was teams going up and back like a Toyota Cup preseason game from, from the from the glory days. Big um some big scores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I genuinely think the standard, like that 15-14, that Thursday night, Storm Rabbitohs, apart from some questionable, well, hang on, let's start there. You were there. You were at Tauranikau. Talk us through the game. Um, to be honest, the game was an absolute, it was a bit of a mere. Some of the handling errors and stuff were, mm. were, were pretty awful. And I was, I was sort of looking at, the mates I was watching, I was going, fuck, this is poor football. Um, and it was, yeah, Tower two halves. Storm were totally dominant on the in the first half mm. uh, without being amazing. And I was actually texting people at half time going, fuck, if this is continuing soon enough, Demetrio needs to be fucking looking over his shoulder big time. Mm. Um, but then the Storm, not that the Rabbitohs started playing any better, but the Storm players started playing like shit in the second half, something that Bellamy will be really concerned about. And then just some really questionable refereeing calls at the end there, mm. like that last, uh, what did they say? He got take the, the defender taken out. Oh, sorry, the, uh, was it the defender taken out or whatever? Fuck me. So I was quite unhappy about some of the... Re- and then obviously... They get in position for a Latrell field goal, which I've seen him do one of those before, uh, actually, when it's for the Roosters at Tauranika, Lower Right League Memorial Stadium. So, look, a bit of drama made up from the bloody two point field goal rule, which, again, I'm not that happy with, um, which sent a lot of people, especially those Storm fans, home with a smile on their face. Um, but, yeah, uh, I guess both Bellamy and Dimitri, Dimitri's 0 2. And, yeah, Bellamy will see some stuff there that he's not happy about, even despite the poor refereeing, you know? What was, was Nikau rocking? Was it full? Was it three-quarter full? Nah, so, so 13,500 they had. Um, What's the capacity? Look, it's always a decent atmosphere. Uh, I think it's 28 or something. Yeah. But to me, a good NRL crowd's 18,000, you know? Yeah. Agreed. So, so something's, yeah, it's not... I don't know if people are scared of a cop or whatever. Um, but, you know, great night out. Um, went, met in the city, a few beers, walked into the ground, then had a few more beers afterwards at the uh, corner hotel. Um, yeah, Melbourne seemed to be humming, which was good to see. What was good your... See, who were you... Out. Okay, so you're at the game. Did you decide at the start of the game, did you have anyone that you were going to watch? Like, individually? I'm really going to watch Max King tonight to see what he's nah. like. Nas and then oh. Josh King. Josh King actually, he was hard not to not to watch um, because he was really good, especially in that first half. Now I watched it's, it's the so German. Hard, I got that wrong, right? Max King, he has played for the Storm before, but it's not Josh King. He came from the Knights. I don't know anything about Josh King. What's his background? No, no. Well, all I, uh, I don't know. I think he's from the Hunter Valley. But what was interesting uh, during the week, they did a 
don't know if you saw it, the interview with Craig Bellamy from Matty Johns. No, I didn't. And what happens is, I think you know about this, Bellamy sends them all away on this um, like two-night or three-night army course, yep. every every new recruit to the uh, the club. Yep. And they, I don't know, they get sleep deprived or something. I don't know, he made these mates somehow. But then what happens is he reports back, these army blokes report back to Bellamy about the, um, the uh, about, like they give him a little one pager about their, uh, about those, the people he's recruited, one pager about, you know, their strengths, weaknesses, what he needs to work on. or And mm. basically sometimes says whether they're, whether they can play, whether you want to go to battle with them type thing. Do you know what I mean? Whether he'll make it and or not. Wow. Whether he'll make it or not. And um, he said, look, he admits they've got like a couple wrong, but 95% they've been bang on. Wow. And they said, and then Matty Jones goes, um, or oh, anyone in the recent intake that, um, you know, could you say that they really liked it? He goes, oh, they thought Josh King was one of the best they've seen. Wow. Yeah, quite. So that was a uh, you know a, a good sign. So Josh King uh, yeah, this year, I, Josh I, King's fuck, a... love, I would so love to get hold. I imagine to let the legal counsel files. We got hold of those dossiers. Oh, that would oh. be. Good. <laughs> I, I reckon I'm going to take a stab at the ones that they got wrong. Josh had okay. You reckon? Yeah, maybe quite. <laughs> um, I reckon they got that wrong. Um, Tipo Mariah. Nah, because God, he's a plugger. <laughs> He, he wouldn't have come through as like a, you know, he probably already knew enough about him and he hasn't been able to prove him wrong yet. So it has to be someone that went yeah. for a while. Maybe someone like a a Mick Crocker. Brent Smith. Brandon, yeah, Brandon Smith's a good one. Uh, but he, would have, he wouldn't have needed sleep, you see. True. He would have just gutsed it out. Um, fuck, oh, that's interesting. So, so Josh King. He's in the Finucane yeah. role this year, is he? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Nass now with Welsh out. So that if, when you think about it, like the Welsh inj- inj- injury has actually changed the Storm dynamic a lot because I think that they were planning on having a full season of Nass at 13, which is kind of tantalising to see the big man yeah. like run like that at you know in that position and play. But you know, and then and then I guess you think you go. In the modern game, is the thirteen that much different than a prop? Like, look at Tal Malolo. Look at what Josh Curran's doing for the Warriors. Like, when you're playing so direct up the middle, some of these thirteens, it's like a third prop. So, I wonder if you know, in Jersey only, you don't have those link thirteens as much as you perhaps you used to. Like, you, you Jake um, Tabrovic, um, you know, you're more in like the Scott Nathan Brown. Exactly, that link thirteen is that. Are we? Is that a dying art in the in the modern game? Uh, it's no. I, don't, I think it's it'll come back. It'll come back. You know, you've seen a little bit of it. Like Cam Murray sort of does the good hybrid role. He still likes to get out. True, like Yeah, yeah. He was playing first receiver a lot actually uh, mm. on uh, on Thursday night. Um, so I think it's like anything that goes in cycles, right? And I think you've got your Taumalolos, and even Taumalolos been ball playing a little bit. You, um, probably yeah. and the only other thing was okay. the only other thing that was interesting was I watched it with a German bloke right who I've mm-hmm. taken to a few league games but he his insights are quite interesting for someone that you know you're almost going in uh, unbiased right so mm-hmm. he's sort of seeing it from a clean side and he did say he goes 
when we were leaving the group, he goes, mate, that puppin, hey, we didn't say that. He goes, that guy with that fucking weird haircut, he goes, he was everywhere. Like, everywhere I looked up or when the ball was loose, he seemed to be around it, which was mm. quite a good insight from somebody that doesn't really, you know, he doesn't know that these guys are stars or, you know, who the big, who's getting paid a lot. Do you know what I mean? I think it's one of the best stories so far around one and two is, is the return of Pappenhausen. Like, to see what was happening to him at the end of the year, you could have easily seen a world where he and and who knows with the head knocks, it could it could still could still come back, which I really hope it doesn't. But I want to see him as a superstar because he's got something about him. And then on the other side of things, we've got Nico. I'm going to ask you this every few weeks: gun to your head, you are the new expansion franchise. You're Redcliffe. You've got Pappenhausen and Nico Hines. You're interviewing them both. They come out both in flying colours. You've got a 50-50 toss-up about who you're going to build your club around. Next three years, who is it? Hines. Yeah. I'm with you. Now, Maybe I would have said Papanazan last week. But you don't... I think Papanazan is... You don't build a club around that type of player, do you? Well, it's just the... You know, like you, you're basically going to spend no, a third mean. of your salary cap on one guy, yeah. and it's going to be a superstar. Um. Over to Nico. He's playing seven at the moment. So what's his actual position? Well. What is his natural position as a youngster? Like, what did he come through the grades as? I was sure it was fullback. Same. And to, to, to move from a fullback to a, to a half, it's not easy. Like, this doesn't happen all the time. You know, it's not like Darren Lockyer, you know, you know fucking fell off a tree. Like, those that happened all the time back then. It's a yeah. genuine progression that Hines is making as a lead playmaker of the Sharks. And he is very much the lead playmaker. Obviously, Moylan is sort of that second playmaker. Bubba Kennedy, you know, he's more of a link guy out wide. Like, this is an incredible transition from Hines. And from what I saw last night and the glimpses last week, he's the real deal. The real deal. Like, as a star, uh, like as yeah, a star of our game. I agree. I mean, he's just, uh, I had my query, like, oh, like you've got with anybody that comes out of the storm system and you, we've seen so many go backwards out of it, but he, to be honest, he's probably keeping the level, probably even stepping up a bit. You know what I mean? Um, it's been, it's been great. Yeah. What'd you think of Shark? What'd you think of Shark Park? Oh, geez, we've missed it. It was we? rocking. Just, it was full. It was sold out. And I mean, those Shire people would have been really looking forward to it because they've done had that. They've been playing. It was just not right seeing the Sharks playing Cogra, you know? And the yeah. other thing about Hines, which I think's worth noting, is that he is 25. Really? Yeah, which sort of. Why would you have thought he was a little bit younger? Yeah, I probably would have. Yeah, yeah. 23-ish. Yeah, because he just, he, took a, he just took a couple more years to come onto the scene in terms of out of um, New South Wales Cup or Queensland Cup or whatever. So mm. the storm did hold him back. So he's coming with a bit more maturity than maybe uh, maybe some people are assuming. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And how many, so how many do they have at the Sharks game? What's the capacity of that crowd? As a, as a, engineer by trade did it it, it it definitely looked like shark park but it had some interesting like 
they looked kind of like service departments or half-finished stands. Like it didn't look, it, it basically looked like Shark Park that we all know and love with a couple of just yeah, yeah. quite out of place adjustments or builds onto it. It didn't look like a snazzy new, it didn't. Yeah, well, that's but, what it is. So, it didn't so look what apparent. I could see from looking at the website and that, that um, one of those is actually going to be a hotel. On one side of the main stand there is going to be a hotel, which will be all. Imagine getting a room looking over Shark Park for a Warriors game. Mm. And then the other side is like a commercial retail, so it'll be food courts and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And on top, there's this beautiful, like, uh, what do they call it? Like, uh, oh, I can't remember what we call it, but they're like a, it's a grassed area, elevated grass area. So on top of it, there'll be a grass area with like, um, sun lounges and stuff like that, where you can sit on sun lounges and look over Sharp Park. Apparently, there's a beautiful, like, kind of locked away, like, real VIP lounge. It's called the Eddinghausen Lounge. And, like, quite a nice little sort of tucked away, secluded little spot, dimly lit. And then if you want to sort of have a quick exit, you have to go down the pool, mail or stairs down the back. Um, so um, just away from, just away from all, the, all the noise, you can take your little, uh, you can take your date there, have a nice little quick getaway. Um, that's completely lost on you, isn't it? I get it, because ET... Um... But look, it's a one stop entertainment shop. It sounds like now the shark fleas. You you take there's a golf course across the road, you got a hotel, there's a a shopping centre with like clothes shops and stuff. So really? clothes everything. Shops. You take the whole family. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's mm. like retail, like mall. Yeah. Um and there's like a ball pit for the kids. Beautiful. Mate, it's gonna be like actually if you're a New Zealander, you'd probably, if you know, you can't make magic. I reckon Warriors home games against Cronulla is like what you'd almost be looking for for a weekend away because it's literally got everything there. Then you can head down to the beach on Sunday morning at Cronulla. Uh, Done. Yeah. You got me. I will go down there to Shark Park. Um, you're right. So, so this, so they didn't play there last year. They, but they, did they play the year before? Or they just have one year away. From no, they've had two years away. Really? Yeah, really bad. And it just doesn't feel like league. It's like, to me, this year is not going to be... This isn't an ideal uh, year for stadiums and uh, home. Because fucking Roosters are SCG. I mean, that's just shit. So, good call. They'll be back at the... The original date on the timeline of the SFS, our favourite league ground, is... The grand final at the end of this year, but they're not having the grand final there, are they? No, no, no. I think someone told me they, they're hoping to get like a prelim final or something Ooh, there, which is perfect. And that, that should, SFS was always the, I guess, you know, they like doing this bloody home and away stuff, but SFS was always good to have. I quite liked it when they made the Shark play at SFS for their finals. Yeah, they, what, they, Oh, yeah, because the Sharks and the Tigers couldn't get a big enough home ground. That's what they're saying when they had to play the SFS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, you're right. That's probably affected the Sharks a bit in the last two seasons, and they haven't really had too many excuses. 933 days since we have last got a home ground at Mount Smart Stadium. You were saying yesterday that you, you legitimately forgot that we had Mount Smart Stadium. 
There was a time there. I did. There was a time in the, I want to say the noughties. So it was a period for the Warriors where we started off horrendously and then we went into a really good run, another bad place and then finishing. It's easily our best decade, the noughties. Where people would go, it's the hardest or the second hardest road trip in, in all of sports. And then, sorry, in all of rugby league. And now people just got to know how to win, uh, how to win the games there. And it's not like we'd, we've been doing up the stadium with renovations or anything. It's just the same old mouse march just sitting there unused since the 30th of August, 2019. When did the Warriors actually and, go uh, back there? Uh, I, I, I heard, again, I can't keep, I don't try and even keep up with COVID restrictions nah, because it's just will do you head in. Yeah. But someone said they're still aiming for the Tigers game in July or something. Like, I booked a flight because I booked a flight for my family to New Zealand, right, for Easter. Mm. But I don't, like, you try and get onto the, because I'm a New Zealander, right, so I can actually go there at the But to try and work out what I have to do for my family that aren't New Zealanders, fucking horrendous they just give up it's like my life's mm. too complicated as it is do you know what I mean and mm. then and, and with the uh, Warriors it'd be the same thing because you've got Aussies right like, yeah. like what do, do they have to have a fucking rap test do they have a PCR test do they yeah. have a fucking you know it's just it's just admin yeah, like, and, if, and, and actually if you're Cameron George you're like no we'll just stay here until fucking they sort this shit well, out that's what they did and, and, and people keep asking me like why aren't they going what's stopping them what's stopping them it's like mate it's just bureaucracy stopping it it's just you can't have a football team going back um you know a real white anglo-saxon australian footy team like the sharks you can't have them actually you know that's a bad example they've got a lot of pacifica players um yeah actually no. newcastle new year will do you can't have newcastle there you know sitting at the airport for bloody you know half a day trying to get over for a Warriors game the next day. It's just, it's just not practical. Yeah, it's not yeah. And I mentioned like the manager. Oh, you got, got your rat test? Oh, what, who took it? Oh, you got that? Where's your paper? <laughs> oh, I just, nah, don't worry about it. Oh, mate. Um, I suppose we should, should talk about that. Now, last week we were like, Warriors looked just like they hadn't had a trial, a preseason game. Came back into the game, but just, horrific errors led them back you know stopped them from getting a win and, and dragons went on to do the job this week you literally could not have had a worse display of handling and discipline than the warriors did in the first half yet came back into the game and were winning at half time as again as a carbon copy of the dragons first half and then came the second half the end, the end stats that I saw was 31 to 10. Warriors had sets in the opposition half to the Titans. So the Titans must have scored a couple of long ranges. And they couldn't go onto the job. The thing I liked, obviously there's a few positives with players. Um, I never thought I'd say this, but fuck. And I know he's changed positions, but I do rate you and Aiken. He's actually just a gutsy one percenter type player these days and does a lot of the hard work. Um, the Warriors just could not polish. Like they had so many opportunities to score in the court. Just basic shit. Real basic stuff. Not the boneheaded stuff of last week, probably. Just basic polish. And Nathan Brown, for the I think the first time since he's been coached, just roasted them and called them out. So 
I don't know, like another game's gone big and you're right in saying yesterday, you're probably going to look back on these round one and round two at the end of the year and go, fuck me. Thoughts? Yeah, I don't really like talking about it. It's just fucking... It's too raw. They not turning up, not turning up in that first set. Yeah. You know, it's just... It's, it's not the sign of a good team, is it? When you it's just not, and, 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 and at the end of the day, that's the difference, right? They, they yeah. lost by two. Yeah. They let fucking Brimson run around and put Bo Firma away. Like, fucking hell. That's, and that's... And, you know, good on Brown for blowing up at them, but he's got to wear that too, that they weren't mentally prepared for that first set because that... That sets the tone for the game. Mm. It's um, look, they just had so many chances. I, I actually look. I, I'm still have pretty, and you can hold me to this all through the season. I'm not. There's a lot of players that I like in the Warriors team, and I believe that some of the stuff is ultimately fixable. In the past three or four years, I I just don't think we've had the the quality of players. I feel like we've. We're there with a the squad, and, and we will have a decent run this year, and I think we still can perform well and, and have a good season. But 0-2 is not good. Like, 0-3 is a disaster. We've got the Tigers next week. Now, losing that game, and you're going you're gonna to see some, um, some unhappy Warriors fans. I want to talk about the Titans, though, because I think the Titans fan base would be very similar to a Warriors fan base. They are quite a similarly up-and-down you know, always full of potential, trying to trying to get to their potential, but never really do. One thing I noticed last night was yesterday. Sorry, what a colossal waste of money David Fafita is. I would if and and this brings back for me. I wish, I wish if I had one thing to add to our game would be the ability to trade players and trade contracts. Because if I was the Titans, I would be putting David Fafita up for a mega trade with some desperate club like the Knights or the Tigers or the Cowboys. And I would be rolling David Fafita at them and trying to get a collection of young players in return. Because David Fafita got benched yesterday for Will Smith in the pinnacle moments of the game to try and win the game. He was basically invisible the whole game. He had Ash Taylor. Um, to run at, and they just, I just didn't see him. I saw more Bo Firma, I saw more Tino Fa'asumueli, I saw more Fodawaka. I saw nothing of David Feeder on a beautiful Rabina billiard table ground. He's just, for me, I'll say it, I've said it before, he's the brown Dave Taylor. He's got brilliance in yeah. him, but he's just not yeah. right. He's not there, mate. He's not there, and he never will be there. Yeah, but you still pick him at representatives, don't you? Yeah. Because I think he can lift for... And a great team, yeah. He can lift for big games. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rugby league, but, and, and a high, you know, the expectations of what he needs to do for a Queensland game because he's surrounded by other great players. You know, that's a little different, and that's fine. And the, yeah, the week in, week out. He's supposed to carry this franchise. He's on fucking one of the, what, top five, top ten contracts in the game, is he? Top five, I think. Yeah, oh no, it's just he was a ghost so, yesterday, Jack. Did you even hear his name mentioned? No, I mean, I'll tell you who was a ghost, but in a good way, Isaac Lou. Yeah, does his thing. He, like, act- I, I had, like, yeah, I can't remember seeing him in a Titans jersey, but 
for his role and the money he's on, that's a good buy. Yeah, he actually went in for the head injury yesterday. So see oh, no. Matt Lodge, right, played 15 minutes yesterday. Yeah, um, that's the other thing. Was vomiting on the sideline and apparently overheated. So I didn't actually know this until after the game, but it's very hot there, um, which may explain a little bit. It was only 26 or 27. I was getting live weather reports, but... That's hot. Yeah. For Lee. So... Yeah, but I just, yeah, that's another odd one that I would call out the player management leadership group with. I mean, who overheats? I mean, you're obviously sick before the game. I just don't know, mate. I just, it's just the only thing, the thing that can only happen to us. Fuck, I laughed yesterday when you sent through that message. I don't want to give you credit. I don't want to, don't want to give you the credit for laugh, making me laugh after Warriors lost. <laughs> you said that. I was like, that's a great tagline for the Warriors. You said, ruining my weekend since 1995. It's fucking true. But I have got a way around it. And I don't, I'm, I haven't drunk through the, I haven't drunk during the games, round one and round two. And I've noticed that my rational um, critiquing of the team and my anger has been subsided. So I think I'm going to have to, continue it while we're going while we're losing games maybe when we start to win some i might get the beers out again but it's it's been good for me just trying to keep a lid on it on the emotion i've been a little bit more rational in my uh appraisals um but fuck it's not good being owing to when people are seeing yeah games. but i i've actually this year you've given up ice i've given up which is sort of but then and then but i know we're probably going to beat the tigers well next week and then Oh, it's just it's 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 just the groundhog day. We'll get mm. a bit of hope. We'll get to about tenth or eleventh, and we'll say, and Paul Kent will talk about us for five minutes on July the twenty fourth on NRL three hundred and sixty, saying, "Look, the Warriors can put these things together. They make the eight, and we will jump on it." And, and, and Cooper Cronk's like going, "I don't see it. I yeah, just I just do not see it." <laughs> um, talk me through. I mean, a manly shit, a manly in trouble. Like we've been, we, we need so to check manly ourselves. Are, they were last year to a certain extent, and I think they will be again this year. I think they are the litmus test or the boundary between good teams mm. and bad teams. Mm. Now mm. we don't have eight good. I still don't think we have eight good teams no. in the comp yet. So they might finish still sixth or seventh, maybe sixth or seventh. So I reckon they will flog a lot of teams. Oh yeah, and like and Tom Turbo will just destroy like the Warriors, the Tigers. It'll make it'll look like you're playing like eight under eights. Yeah, and I just think like they were last year because they could not be the top four side. Mm. I reckon this year they won't be able to be the top five side or something, top six, and they'll finish seventh or something. They will. I don't know. There's just something about them where they will. They'll beat who gets put in front of them. Well, I haven't really changed my opinions about many teams so far. Right? They're pretty much, um, and you know, you could say, "Well, what about the Warriors?" I've lost two. I still feel pretty okay about a bottom end of the eight um, prediction. The Sea Eagles and the Rabbitohs are two that I have my eyebrows raised for. Um, yep. be, 
because it's the manner of which the Eagles have lost to those two teams. And and we were talking about Manly going all the way. I had them in my grand final against the Storm, I think. Um, yeah, did you see much of the t- uh, Cowboys game last night? You'd be pretty... Yeah, yeah, I watched basically all of it. You'd be but, pretty disappointed you... as a Raiders fan, wouldn't you? Going up to um, to Josh Hannay oh, Stadium yeah. and getting pantsed 26-6. Yeah, 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 for sure. But I thought Cowboys were well. I thought Dearden played really well. Um, mm. Hiku was good. Again, Hiku's a gazelle. Um, and this Jeremiah, Jeremiah, oh, okay. Hamlin, so he's a classic. And Nanai, this second roller. So who, who's Jeremiah so, you're talking about? Jeremiah. Je, Jeremiah Nanai, yeah. second roller. Or, mm. um, uh, he had a couple of years in him, but he's only 19, and he just, he, he's got pledged? something about Is him. Is he pledged? Born in Henderson. Uh, his Wikipedia says a New Zealand-born Australian footballer. So he moved to like Kendrick when he was eight. So what do you a chance. Chance, but I'm not going to hold it against him. He no. decides to go to Queensland, Australia. So, so they've got this good. young um, nucleus of this Ford pack, which are huge Pacifica um, young studs, which, you know... Surrounding them by hopefully a resurgent um, Brown Jesus, but you've got Jeremiah Nanai, and I thought inc- looked incredible last week. Hylam Luki, um, yeah. So there's a couple of exciting players coming through for for the uh, for the Cowboys, but yeah, and I just I, find it hard yeah. how how was Drinkwater not in the seventeen? How was he? Yeah, not? I saw he was. I saw he was warming up. Um, he's the 18 year. but he didn't he was 18 yeah but fuck I'll tell you what I thought Deard and there I sat like Townsend gave like one of his big games I guess which is but Deard and his last tech options like I always thought was Deard any good but I thought he played well last night anyway it was a long season Raiders um, look plenty of teams have got up to North Queensland and lost um, I mean I don't want to get away from how good a game that Sharks Eels game was, though. That was the pick of the oh, it was, it was magnificent. game of the season for mine, and they're yeah. just compared to watching Warriors Titans, just that sort of powder puff game. Just that was brilliant in terms of the physicality, the the intensity, oh, the finish. I mean, again, the Eels, the Moses try that the, the Moses try that he oh. chipped over Gutherson back to Moses. And then the other, like Moses looked incredible yesterday. Yeah, he did. He, he, he really did. Um, and oh, I just, I, I actually like both of those sides as the, you know, you've got your Storm, you've got your Roosters, and you've got your Panthers. Mm-hmm. But I feel yeah, it's fair. those Hills and Sharks are the ones that can actually upset that apple cart. Oh, I don't. Look, look, eels for me are right up there. I don't see the sharks beating beating top teams when when it's all when it all comes down to it. But I but I think they'll be hey, very competitive. I think they would. They, I mean, they could have last year when yeah, Sean stayed. But, but I mean, now they've got Nico, yeah, and Dale Finucane. What do you I think? Mean, if, what, what do you think of Finucane so far? Two weeks in. Uh, well, to again, I haven't really noticed it. He's just doing Finucane things, like you know. Yeah. You pay him eight hundred grand a year, or you pay David Pepita a million 
1.1 million a year. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket science to work out, even in retrospect, what's a bit of buy. Okay, so I'm going to go to... But what I would like to say, though... Finnegan, 12, 12 runs for 120 um, metres. Wow. One tackle break, 45 tackles out of 45, 100% success. Tummy, so, Jesus. what a bite. What's this? It's exactly what you need. 30 years of age, 236 games. One of just the real fucking rock solid um, players. And Bellamy did say in that interview that... Uh, Finucane, Finucane, whatever you want to call him, he is the most professional player he's ever coached. Did he? So, yep, in terms of his preparation, he's never seen someone prepare, diet, just all that sort of, you know, professionalism, right? Oh, I like that. Mm. I like that a lot. Um, but one thing I ha- do like, and I like the circle of parody, mm. um, which generally you have to get a, a decent one, a little bit more further on in the season. But even in rounds two, we've already got a nice one where, in a world, the Bulldogs are better than the Eels. So no, how do no, I... No, that? Hang on, hang on. no, 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 no. But the, by objective measures, you can say that, right? Because Bulldogs beat the Cowboys. All right? Cowboys bet the Raiders, Raiders bet the Sharks, and then Sharks bet yeah. the Eels. But, so, you, on an objective... The I, Bulldogs I know have Bulldogs, played but, one game. But it's they... very good, but it's very good for the table, and, dare I say, it's very good for the Warriors' chances, too. Because okay. what you're having is you're having more... Like, like What you want is a massive log jam in the middle. So... One thing I don't mind is that the most points we've had scored is 32, and that was a close game, 32-28. Um, so that's not too bad. And, and, and two rounds of footy. That was, that was, that was Eels Titans. What was so... Mascord was writing on Twitter yesterday regarding the middle class of rugby league. What, what was he saying? mascord has got that rugby league brain that we like, right? And Jeez. I have always thought about this. And I, I've, I've probably phrased the question a little bit better. I've, I've phrased the... Oh, that's probably not the right way to say it. But basically, Mescord's question was, which club has the most middle-class fans? And before you start people saying Australia doesn't have a middle-class anymore and all that shit, let's, I think we know what we mean, you know? Mm-hmm. We mean maybe... White collar jobs, uh, and you know they were they were woke, you know, about twenty years ago type thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're not jumping on the bandwagon of anti racism, mm-hmm. anti woman thing about twenty. And they were they were over that twenty years ago. Now, which club has the most fans of that nature? Well, I, I know the answer, so you're going to have to go on with it. Well. No, no one actually knows the answer because no one's actually But the theory is that it's Canberra. Mm, I like um, that. And I, I tend to agree. And I think you would tend to. Some of your Canberra fans you yep. have met over the Bang years on. have been quite. Bang like, on. who was that neighbour of yours back in the yeah, day? Yeah, my neighbour. We had him out for dinner a couple of weeks ago. Um, huge Raiders fan. 
but grew H-bomb. up in rural Canberra with yeah, H bomb uh, mate of ours who's in um, you know in the political world. Another guy that I know, shout out to Damo, big white collar man, um, agency man, big Raiders fan, um, and generally, I think they're just a very mild mannered fan base. Um, yeah, but, they're mild, but, they, but their live crowd. I feel like they have the the white collar, but then they have the rabid Raiders fans. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you still have course you do. And, and I mean, so I mean, Broncos probably have the highest middle class number, but Raiders would have it as a proportion. Yeah. Um, yep. Definitely. Yeah, Broncos is a good call in a different way. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Broncos still the thing about Broncos, and that's a. Oh, the other thing about Canberra people, which is a little bit, so I was going to compare with Brisbane, is they like, they watch or support both Union and Lee. They Have you noticed it. that? In so they'll yep. watch, the, they'll watch Rumbies, whereas in Brisbane, now it's different because you'll either be League or you'll be Rara. So mm. you do lose a lot of middle class people, yep. you know, because they're down wearing, they're going to a Brothers versus GPS game, whatever yeah, it's I called. Think, you know? I and I did. And as I said, I one year I had a great little social experiment because well, Warriors um, fans would watch a lot of Warriors fans would watch the Blues. Yeah, it's a good point, I guess. But okay. I did have a good show. I think it was about two thousand and ten or something. I had to, I had to, um, I had a, uh, two clients wanted to take me to a, um, uh, what's it called? A uh, yeah, there was a Friday night Broncos <coughs> game and a Saturday night Reds game. Hmm. And I had to go to the Reds game for, um, for work. It was just, but the Friday night game, I was like, went to the league and then said that I was in a box for this rara. I didn't even, even, wouldn't even know what, but the far out, what I could tell the difference from Friday Saturday night, the attractiveness of the females was amazing. And, and at, at the, the union, I'm saying. Yeah, it's the same with the AFL. Oh, they, they would just, they just dress themselves up yeah. really nice. Like, not, and they wouldn't wear, they wouldn't wear like a rah-rah jersey. No. Whereas in Brisbane, they just wear a Broncos jersey. And I started asking people, I was like, what, what the fuck's this all about? And they were like, well, you know, in Queensland, uh, the union is a big, um, place you meet and you meet your, 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 your future partner, do you know what I mean? Like all the yeah. rich kids all get together and try and. I reckon, try a, I reckon AFL where the Swan, go to a Swans game. Very similar. Really? Oh, yeah. Very similar. Oh, um, right. So we were one for one. We were one each last week. We both picked, um, we did not pick the, we picked the Cowboys of the Dogs, but we did pick the yeah. Eels. So we've got two games ahead. Uh, two games this week. Knights at home to the Tigers. Bulldogs at home to the Broncos. The late game, 6.15. Fuck, I hate that time slot. Knights, no ponga. Tigers played well last week, but a awful club. I'm picking an upset, picking the Tigers. So am I. Just, I don't believe in either team, and I think it's an absolute fucking coin flip. I think the Tigers were good last week. They were well-drilled. Not a lot of talent, but they'll be well-drilled. They'll be fit. And it could be a fucking arm wrestle of, of low skill level without Ponga there. Um, a lot of Adam Clune, a lot of Luke Brooks. Not a game that I'll probably be tuning into. And I'm going to really? go Tigers. Oh. 
Yeah, I think I just. I'm going to save my powder for Bulldogs Broncos, which will be goodie. I like, yeah, and I think I feel like um, Knights might have be just on the back of that Roosters win, be have their guard down. Yep. Now the next game, the late game, is headlined by the Inns. TPJ, Adam Reynolds, Tessie New. I like this Broncos side. I think there's a lot of young talent. They're exciting. I didn't see anything I liked in the Dogs last week, scraping 6-4, even though they're away. I'm going with the Broncos here. Yeah, so am I. And I, I want... Uh, it's a weird thing because I used to hate the Broncos. But now I sort of... I want the Broncos to be strong. So do I. For some reason. Palacia, Turpin, Haas, Capewell, Ricky Carrigan. I like that. Yeah. And I... With Reynolds in there, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes outside the, out of those bunny colours. Mm. Yes, this, well, he this seems is the first to... time we're going to see him in these colours. It's yeah, he's he was how much of his performances was based on the fact that he was born and bred bunnies. Yeah, I mean, he, it's, this is this is huge. Uh, this is seeing a guy in new colours that we've never seen. This is one of the big. This is one, this is like when Fittler went for, to the Roosters, isn't it? It's it's a big change. Yeah. It's a huge, huge change of clubs. Oh, looking forward to it. Um, righto. I'm going to go off to the airport. Um, going to be a good game, a good afternoon of rugby league. We'll see you this time next. Go to love your league. Go to love your league. <laughs> If it leaves me now, it takes away the biggest part of me.